0: did a couple mews down into this, down into where I saw that bull come out in the spring and a light chuckle and a couple more mules. And all of a sudden I heard Jurassic Park go off (laughs) at the Mm. bottom of that nasty patch. I hear like if there was birds in the trees, they would have took off like the T-Rex. was. (laughs) I'm not shitting you. Mm. And I looked over and my buddy's eyes are the size of softballs yeah and he's like you think that's a hunter
1: welcome to the elk hunt podcast with myself cody rich this feed is home to the best elk hunting podcast that i've done over the last seven years and if you want to be a better elk hunter then you're in the right place If you want the blueprint that i developed after interviewing hundreds of the best elk hunters in the world and 20 plus years of my own hunting experience check out my new elk hunt 201 course it's a four-step system for doubling your success it's a framework to give you a step-by-step system that you can build off of for finding elk getting close to elk and killing elk without getting lucky this is not the end-all be-all course if you're a 101 level no no expertise no elk knowledge do not take this course uh this is Zero fluff is my four-step system, right? So it's gonna be over a few a few of you guys' heads, but honestly, this is such a great framework to build off of. Check it out. Link in the show notes. Uh welcome to the podcast, man. Uh we're gonna do a show. We're gonna talk about some elk hunting. You uh got a pretty badass story about a crazy bull. Um we're gonna tell that. Uh and then we're gonna see where it goes. Maybe uh I don't know, talk some tactics, talk some, uh, some hunting stuff. What do you think? Hell yeah, let's do it. Well, uh, introduce yourself.
0: All right, man. Well, first, thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. Uh, been listening to your show for, feels like forever now, but a few years now anyway. And uh, Damn near man, forever. It's an honor. Yeah, <laughs> it's an honor, man. Honestly, <laughs> it is. I appreciate the hell out of it.
1: Well, the first time, I think the first time we met was three years ago was it two years ago at the born and raised live show
0: yeah it was two or three years ago now uh I yeah was the first the, one Ray. yeah yep it was a good time man
1: yeah and you bailed on me uh for the live show oh, that we did for raising outdoors but we we worked through that we're still friends it's okay
0: <laughs> you know that corona i had to get my limes didn't <laughs> have enough of
1: them <laughs> That'll happen. <laughs> uh, so no, Ray got to, and I've seen the, I've seen the bowl. And so Ray and I got to talking after the live show, and uh, we were, I don't know how it came up, but we were talking about your bull that you killed, uh, and the mass on that thing. Like we're gonna post pictures of this bull, but I just want to put it out there that it does not do this bull justice. Like what was the, what did Ray tell me the mass measurement was? Fifty
0: seven inches.
1: Fifty seven inches of mass. On is it like a f-
0: yeah. four point or five point? uh Three. <laughs> oh. R- really? He's uh he's uh, three. So man, we're gonna dive right into it. So Sorry. he's a he's technically uh because I had him a I had him officially scored not because not for your traditional reasons. I was just honestly really really curious. I mean yeah. you've seen the bowl. Uh, your your listeners will see the bowl at some point. So hopefully, but uh, I was just. I wanted to know, man. because like, there's no guessing this elk this bull is stupid. Yeah, yeah um, you
1: couldn't field score this bull if you had to. Like I bet if you like you like put it out there, like, hey, what's this bull score? Uh 0.0, 0 people would get it right. Because it's like you said, it's a three point with fifty-seven inches of mass. Which is like yeah. everything I love about Roosevelts for the record. And this is why I love this story. Like old nasty Roosevelts that live in a jungle are like that's, I don't know, something special. Like, just so cool. Just this, like, old, nasty ball. But anyway, continue.
0: Yeah. So he's technically, officially, he's a three by six. Uh, his devil time is big enough that it counted as a deduction. Um, but he's a mainframe five with a crazy three. Uh, that's the <laughs> best way to put it. Like a club three. Where yeah. he's, he's a three point. He's like a, I guess, a giant super thick spike with double eye guards. <laughs> yeah. Dude. <laughs> um, dude so like the I coolest. Ball. This season. Dude, yeah, he's I honestly I, I did a Euro initially and then uh just through opportunity before the show I I ended up having him put into a pedestal mount. So Oh really? To, oh yeah. So I get to drink my beer and just reminisce very happily.
2: <laughs> dude that's <laughs> so still cool. an
0: unreal feeling. Um, so I went into the season with, I guess, goals, for lack of a better word. And I told myself, hey, I want to kill. There was three categories. Either I want a big five. excuse me, I want a six point or I want a funky horned bull. And ironically enough, he he is all three, <laughs> like legitimately all three. He's a mainframe five he's funky horned and he's technically by score. He's a six point. Uh, if you look at his official, like his sheet on him. So it. So I did, I almost, it's unreal. Right. Cause I mean, that was legitimately when me, my little brother, he's my, he's my best friend and my hunting partner. You know, when we were talking, I said, you know, that this is my personal goals for the season. And that's what I went in with either a big five, a, a six or a, a funky. Cause I can't do you know how it is. Funky Dude, lines. funky Roosevelt's are like the dream. <laughs> yeah.
1: Just, just old can't. gnarly, heavy, like nasty troll. <laughs> like that's that's my dream. I don't care how many points it has. Yeah. I don't care what his score is.
0: Yeah, well that, exactly. Like notice I didn't say a score there. Mm-hmm. But like I was also taught, you know, temporary expectations. So when I went through those three categories, I was pretty confident, like through hard work and grinding it out, like I'd be able to find one of the above. And it's just still unreal that I kind of, I killed one that was all three. Yeah. (laughs) So got it done on that bull. Um,
1: So let's back up. And like, did you ever see this bull? Like what was, what's the backstory?
0: So this is going to sound like BS, but two and a half years ago now I was listening to your podcast religiously like consuming as much Whoppity Wednesday or elk related guest that you had (laughs) on my way to work, at work, you know, I work in the construction field. So like that was what I was doing. And I uh two and a half I got my ass kicked for years on these these elk. I'm hunting in the Cascade Range in Oregon and I'm not sure if you're I mean, I know you're an Oregon guy, but I don't know how much time you spend in the Cascades. It's a little bit of a different beast. Uh, The population density isn't great. The herds are not giant. I'm not saying that there's not people that know where they run, but like my herd runs in groups of like a bull with two or three cows, you know? So they're a little bit tougher to locate trails. What a trail here looks like compared to like a trail in Eastern Oregon at the coast looks like. You would think that, like, okay, the elk were here two years ago. Yeah, you know, like it's just not, it's not the same. It's so very
1: low density hunting.
0: It is. It really is. And but I fell in love with it because it because it was a challenge, man. It was a grind. And uh, so I was listening to your podcast, and I just had this flip two years ago that I'm gonna, man, like, no more excuses. Like, if I have time. And I'm not at work and I can get away from the house and the kids and the family, you know, the regular nine to five life. I'm going to put all my cards on my free time and And that's what I did, man. And I started hitting areas I'd been in before, but I started hitting them in December and January rather than waiting till May. You know what I mean? And, uh, honestly, when I, when I did that, I went and I hit this area and I was, fallen tracks and i busted through some brush and i found this rub that was i don't know 12 and a half 13 foot tall damn on this tree yeah and i was like that's a big fucking bull <laughs> excuse my language but i thought you know oh uh, hopefully your listeners don't get offended i got a bit of a potty mouth no but, it's, not a lie, it's fine but i was like man that's got to be a big bolt and so I started originally hunting a man on rubs. No lie, um, I know you've heard stories, but oh, dude, that works. Like, that was what did it for me. I didn't even know. I didn't have a clue what he looked like. I didn't have a clue, not one. I just knew that this area was holding a big bowl, and I'd be damned if I couldn't find it. Yeah. So that's where that that journey started. So I had I ever seen him? No. Um, not not nothing like in the preceding seasons, if you will. That that uh was like I got to kill that one. Yeah. I just I just knew it was holding. Yeah, you know what I mean. So
1: so you find a big yeah, rub, you go back in there, you're like, okay, this is this is a good spot. It's holding out, like there's there's rubs. I mean, that's like I tell people that all the time. Like scout, 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 like. <laughs> People get confused about Roosevelt's because they can't glass them and they don't bugle outside of season. So like, well, I guess I just can't scout. Like if you know, if you know, pockets of isolation that have rubs in them, that's that equals elk. It's like pockets plus rubs equals elk in September. I don't care if they're there that day or not. Um, they they'll be there if there's, you know, good solid rubs.
0: Right. But I mean, like, but then you got to learn the difference between like a rut rub and rubbing yeah. velvet. You totally. know what I mean? When totally. they're, their, when they're shredding it, when they're shredding those, that velvet coat off and do with a lot of hard work. I've, I've just been able to kind of learn to pinpoint that. And ironically, that, that very first rub I found of him was, uh, well, I guess of these bulls, I won't say him cause you never know. Yeah. Um, but that, that very first spot I found is where they were in their summer pattern. And, okay. uh, so when I found that rub originally had, you know, dropped the pin on onyx, marked it. And then ironically, you'll get a kick out of this. It was one of those times where, you know, it just snowed out of nowhere the weekend that I wanted, that I had the time to go up there and in the break of the snow i was like we're going and we're setting a camera in this fucking spot <laughs> no looking back we're gonna so me and my brother and my buddy went up there we hiked up i don't know a couple miles up into this spot that i'd seen these rubs and it took us an hour and a half walking circles because of all the snow to try to figure out where our pin was on, on onyx because it looked yeah. entirely different when we went into this spot and it was in a bedroom. Right. But it but it was just funny because we couldn't figure it out. And then finally we found a spot that we're like, OK, here's definitely looks like a corridor. Here's rubs on this tree. Here's a foot and a half of snow. Can't tell where the trails are. So good enough. Let's face the trail camera this way. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's how we went about it. And we just we left that trail camera up there and we forgot about it until honestly i didn't check it until the weekend before season i just let it sit oh, all really?
2: right and i
0: said it in Fe- yeah and i said it in february knowing that those elk are in there at some point cuz i'd seen the rubs and it was a bedroom so when i went back up there and this is actually i don't know, like seriously this is kind of funny cuz this is all the last year's bowl leads into this you know funky kongs what i call him, but this year's bowl and um when I went in there last year, I told my brother, I was like, we got to go check that camera up top. And so we went in there in, what was that? The weekend of August 19, last year. And we pulled the camera and there was pictures of bulls growing like since they start. they showed up in May, early yeah. May. And so we had all these different bulls and velvet kind of on a cycle if you will and so with them, it was kind of cool because i was able to piece together the information that i had consumed via you know your podcast youtube talking to people like jason and you know ray and all these other guys and i was able to kind of just piece all this information together and then i was able to watch these bulls grow you know on camera and just start that uh i guess i'm kind of a data nerd like our, like our buddy captain nash man <laughs> You know and so that's that's kind of how it all started i just i did that and i pulled that camera and i went down and i had a in july i ha, on july ninth, i had a six by seven in front of my camera and that was the only day he and he literally just walked through the frame and i had three pictures of him and he was a big heavy six by seven i mean i don't know scores i'm not going to speculate but it was a stud for you know Roosevelt, yeah. And uh, I was like, oh my god. So me and my brother, you know, <laughs> high on the horse here, we're coming down the mountain, humming and chirping, and super happy. And then we were like driving down, and we remembered we had another camera lower, about three, three or four miles lower as the clo- as the crow flies, in a different spot. And we were like, oh shit. We need to check that camera. We haven't touched it since July, <laughs> and so I was like, "Well, we pulled up, and I'm like, let's go pull that camera card and see what's on it and uh to back up a little bit, you know, going back to the hunt and rubs thing, I had found in February in this lower spot, I'd found along the edges of a swamp more rubs on this spot, about four miles, and initially, when I found it, I was super excited like. I'm going to find these ever elusive Roosevelt elk sheds, you know, yeah. like, Oh hell yeah. Nope. Still haven't done that, but <laughs> <laughs> it was a good thought, dude.
2: Yeah, totally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I mean, there was rubs in there that I'm like, okay. And so I explored the area and then I found some more of those rubs that kind of met with the ones up top on size wise, you know, within a quarter mile of that. And I'm like, I think these might be the same bulls, so I kind of set up on that um, and just kind of played it. So I set a camera up, and it got nothing after two months. So I moved it and uh, moved it, and forgot about it, type of thing. And then when we were driving down after seeing that six by seven on camera, me and my brother, this is in 2018, we were like, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna go grab that card and see if nothing's on it. That then that camera's either broken or." Because we were having a lot of trail camera issues, you know, you know yeah. how that is. Oh, totally, <laughs> so they decide when they want to take pictures. I guess,
1: yeah, for sure. <laughs> so,
0: so we went in there. We went to go check these cameras, and we started walking this road. And I thought I heard hoofs. And this is again the weekend before season. And I'm like, "Did you hear that?" And my brother's like, "Dude, you know I can't hear shit. Like, <sighs> yeah. rem- like I don't know." And so, ironically, I was like. I'd heard you know everybody had the whole battle before like they don't bugle in August Bulls don't bugle they don't you can't call elk in and before September well the results in, and that determined that was determined <laughs> to it's be a lie <laughs> yeah, it's uh, not true and so when we were when we were going to check that camera I just grabbed my tube and some reeds and I was walking in there and I bugled a locator bugle and nothing. You know? I walked seventy-five stop. My brother's looking at me like I'm an idiot, of course, you know, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. Blow a bugle again, and the woods around me explode. Oh like, really? Like I just interrupted a logging operation. <laughs> oh, dude. There's crashing going on everywhere. Sounds like sounds like people on I5, dude, they just no multi-car collision or something just bang boom boom and then I look up and keep, mind you we hadn't seen an elk one in this area yeah never outside of that those trail cameras we just pulled we'd never seen an elk there we just we know the signs there we know they're there but we'd never seen them and I look up and there's a five point standing there 25 yards from me <sighs> staring at me like my direction. And I tell my little brother, I I whisper at him, I'm like, don't move. There's a bull elk right there. And then, dude, I'm a kid in the candy store when it comes to elk. So don't move (laughs) turned into me very slowly rotating my brother's body so that he could look in the direction I'm talking about. (laughs) Yep. And so he could see that I'm not full of shit. (laughs) And there's a five point, and it's like looking at us, it's like, what the hell is going on? What are you guys? wins in our favor little did we know and uh it, it's just looking at us and it turns around and starts trotting and it, you know and then that and then the next thing i know i look up and all i see is elk antlers going every direction Oh wow. so we had walked right into the middle of a bachelor. bachelor group bedded down wow <laughs> and so when i blew that bugle they all exploded because they're like why the hell was Johnny running? I don't know, but now Dennis is running and they were all just following suit, sprinting different directions, not knowing what's going on. Yeah, You know? And I look at my little brother and I'm like, you're going to think I'm crazy, but I need you to trust me. And he's like, what? I'm like, keep up. And I literally, Cody, I dead sprint in the direction of the bull. Like, they take off running, I'm at a full, I'm a big ass dude dude you've seen pictures of me like, I'm, i do not say this lightly i'm a big dude and i take off everything i got in me man like i'm running the 40 for the nfl combine <laughs> just sprinting in the direction that these bulls are going running at them and i run i don't know 65 70 yards sprint jump over logs my little brother's trying to keep up jumping over logs running with me like what are we doing you crazy son of a bitch and I get up there and I nervous grunt, and they all stop. They all calm down. I just gave them a nervous part. Just that's <laughs> awesome. of those, and they all just kind like what's, what's going on and stuff, right? Yeah, but I had known right because I'd consumed enough information through all these different outlets, you know. And and I'm not just saying this to teach your horn, man, but your <laughs> podcast specifically <laughs> with Paul Mendel is where I pulled that one. From. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a Paul Mendel. Yeah, well, hell yeah, dude. I nervous grunted at him, knowing like that's like a common thing for like, I'm an elk. What are you? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's what I knew it was. And, and I knew that if I could do that right, like, those bulls would, assuming that the wind was in my favor at the time, like, they were just running because the other elk were running. They didn't know. Yeah. And I did that. And then they started walking, dude. Like, you know what I mean? And they were kind of walking. I hear them breaking branches. And I look up. And here's a big, at the time, what I thought was a six-point, and he's 95 yards from me, kind of, you know, I don't know, at a speed walk, walking across this clear-cut diagonally going up it. And then he hears the other elk still kind of running different ways. I can hear to my left, excuse me, to my left, I can hear other bulls. Like, it sounds like they're turning and walking back kind of my direction. They're They're slowly kind of calming down, trying to figure out what the hell is – going on you know
2: yeah
0: and that six by seven whoops there you go (laughs) that that big six point he starts dead sprinting away from me up the hill like just trying to get the hell out of there
1: when you saw him or you like that's the one
0: no like at first i was like man that's a good bull," and but i was listening to all this other chaos going on and mind you like that was my first time seeing bull elk not ever in life but like you know what i mean yeah in the cascade range while i'm actually looking for them that was my (laughs) first time being in the right place at the right time doing the right thing and and so i'm like like i'm hearing all this shit going on and branches breaking i hear bulls walking to my left i see that bull walking across i'm looking at him and he takes off sprinting. and i'm like well like there was literally a 10 second period where I just thought to myself, like, what's the worst that can happen? Totally. Like, they're already running away. And so I lip ball him. I challenge him. Dude, I can't make this shit up. That bull at 130 yards slid to a stop. Like you could see dirt coming up from his hoofs. Really? Slid to a stop. Yep. Spun a 180 and started trotting straight at me and i was like
2: holy shit it worked no way.
0: <laughs> and i just started going through a display i just started going through a display sequence like i let him come my way for 20 seconds and then i would start chuckling and i'd stomp on brain and then i'd pick up a branch and break it against a tree and rake it on the tree but then break it and then yeah. chuckle at him and then scream at him again and then he, he got to about i don't know 80 yards or so and slowed his pace and then I just kind of slowly walking into the shit, all puffed up, coming straight in. And he hit that 70 yard mark and he would not come any closer. And he got to there and then he just kind of started paralleling me. You know what I mean? Yep. And all the meanwhile, like I'm still breaking branches and chuckling and, and, uh, stomping on shit and breaking on tree in the tree line, 15 yards. And uh, all of a sudden, I'm looking at him in the bios, and I see he's got a, he's got a, a web four on top. I'm like one, two, three, four, five, six. Josh, that's a six by seven. And he's like, what, dude? No shit. The six by seven I just pulled camera pictures of. That was him. Oh really? And I seen him the same, not the same day, the same day as I pulled the camera up top. I found him down left four miles away. And so that kind of changed the game for me because it drew a time for me. You know what I mean?
2: Because it I went? knew
0: the dynamics now. It it drew a timeline. Okay. It kind of connected with the dots on the timeline. So like I knew that on July 9th, that bull walked through my camera, full velvet, full grown out, and just had it shredded, you know what I mean? He mm-hmm. yeah, hadn't rubbed his shit off. It. And then what was that august 18th or 19th i see him in person (laughs) yeah and and he did that classic dominant you're not like i'm not coming any closer i should be able to see you yep i don't see you something something's not right and so i worked this and this situation lasted like 35 minutes cody i can't make him at
1: 70 and Um, just pacing
0: yep just just slowly kind of feeding off and on and paralleling me
1: yeah, you wanted to see and
0: that. yep. Oh, for sure. Knowing what I know now, you know what I mean? At the yeah. time, I'm just like, how do I take pictures of this shit? This is unreal. <laughs> this is cool. You know, like who would have thought? It's not even September. I just lip balled this bull and he he turned around and ran 60 yards back at me at a dead yeah. sprint. And now he's paralleling me. Yeah. And so while that was going on, keep in mind there's four other bulls with him. And so all of a sudden, I'm looking at him through my binos and, you know, insert heavy breathing. One of my binos (laughs) goes foggy. I'm like, what the the hell is going on? And then I realized really quickly, like, oh, shit, that's velvet. And I pull my binos down. Here comes a five by six at 25 yards. And he walks up and he can't see me. And I'm sitting there and he walks up and he's just looking around. And he starts like scraping at the ground with his hoof and he snorts at me. And then he turns around because, you know, obviously I'm like, don't move. Don't move in my mind, telling myself, don't yeah. do shit. Like, don't let him see you. Just don't even and look at him. And he out. turns around and starts walking away. And, and I chuckle at him and he spins right back around and comes back up again, and snorts again. Yeah. But like... <laughs> and then all of a sudden I look up and here comes a little four by five. And he's hanging out kind of behind that one. 30 yards off to the side of it you know and then here comes walking through the trees here comes another five i'm like and then that six by seven he's just kind of doing his thing over there and that five point started meandering his way over there and did that i already had my hook set in elk, but that did it that, that was, h- the, weekend that was the moment the that was i mean i've already did, before i'd ever killed an elk i i mean like elk is always my jam i don't know what it is they're just the most magnificent thing in the world to me you know but that moment when all that hard work all that practicing bugling in the truck like an idiot at stoplights on the way in in the crane (laughs) all (laughs) sorts of (laughs) shit like all that all of a sudden paid off even if it was for just that one moment none of it was now nolan boy
2: yeah you know that's
0: cool. And so, dude, it was unreal. And like that, obviously, it kind of that situation expired. And that's honestly not to sound like I'm not I'm not an expert, Cody. Like yeah. I just know what works for me. <laughs> no, I'm, well, I'm not an expert. Anybody who tells you they're an expert me. at
1: calling elk is not an expert. <laughs> it's it's, it's uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's possible. Like even though, like Paul Mendel might be like somewhat expert, but like I'm definitely not an expert. But uh, so fast forward now, you're like super hooked like i'm getting back in there uh how does it go down like so
0: i gotta rewind a little bit so that you appreciate this because it it makes it makes complete sense that exact same spot that all this went down is where i killed funky this year
1: no way i killed him and so this is back this is back in 2018.
0: I didn't kill him in 18, but in 18 where that, that, yes, yes, yes. That what I just told you about, that was 18. And so the next weekend I went back to that same spot and I know I'm backtracking a little bit here. I go in there a different way, puff my wind checker winds in my favor. Hell yeah. I'm walking in there. I'm 10 minutes into my hunt and I chuckled three times rake a tree and i hear a giant branch snap and i'm like and that's off to my right and i'm like that's an elk it's got to be and then i hear him start raking perfect now we're in those bulls are still here sweet we're gonna kill one of them gonna know which one we just were gonna yeah and so that was on my right side and so i shifted my little brother was with me and i was calling so i said get up there knock an arrow And I moved him 20 yards in front of me to my right. And while we were working to the right, we started hearing elk coming in. We started hearing other bulls coming in to the left on the other side of this patch. And and the right side went quiet. And we were like, well, fuck there's elk to the left. Let's go kill one of those. So to save you some time, we go to the left. And we go through the same thing, raking, chuckling, do that. And then they're raking. And we work in I end up shooting the 5 point that I killed in the 18 uh right on the left side of this patch I end up shooting him at 42 yards and got him killed and after I shot him you want to talk about a gut-wrenching feeling man I uh I watched him and four other bulls standing on the horizon and couldn't tell which one was which I watched my arrow hit him I knew I sm- I, I knew I smacked him but I didn't I saw it sticking so I knew I didn't get a pass through and I was like oh, my God, I just shoulder shot this bull. Yeah. No way. And so to fast forward a little bit there, like I was looking at him through binos at 120 yards. There's a little 4 by 5 at 60 yards raking, but we had an arrow in one. So I was like, Josh, I want to let you – I want to work up and shoot that bull, but we got one wounded. Like we need to play this out. So we pull off of it. Long story short, we end up tracking that bull. I got him single lung. I found my arrow ten yards before I found him. It was the most painstaking three and a half, four hours of tracking blood through a clear cut that I knew he ran out of because I watched him run out of it. Right, like yeah. I watched him run into the tall timber. But I, there's four other bulls with him, so you can't just guess tracks at this point. You have to find the blood. And yeah, it was just gut wrenching. And then I find that bull, and dude, life, life accomplishment checked. You know, I just killed a bull elk. That was yeah. since I was a child was something. And then that's uh, amazing. Yeah, dude, I appreciate that. It was an incredible feeling. Like, gives me chills even just thinking back on it right no, now. No, like, I don't um, say that
1: half-heartedly. I do genuinely mean, like, it's amazing because no. I wish I could go back and, and have a full appreciation for the first elk that I killed with a bow. Uh, like, I don't know. There's just like – like, when you were telling that story about kind of messing with those elk and calling them in or whatever – And you're like, that's, that's the moment. I always talk about that moment. And, you know, there's a few in my life where I wish I like, if I could just show someone this, they would be so freaking hooked on elk hunting. They wouldn't think about anything else. Um, And so I think when you go through a lot of those moments and then you kill your first elk, it's like, it's a, it's powerful shit. Um, And so like, I genuinely like really appreciate those stories where I know people like killed their first elk, and it's like, it was a journey and it was hard and it was like, I think, you know, I just wasn't old enough to appreciate it as much, um, uh, as some other people. Uh, so th- I, I genuinely mean that when I say that's, that's fricking awesome. Yeah. You kill your first
0: bull. And I appreciate that. And the funny thing about that is, you know, this, and I'm not talking shit here, dude, I'm just telling you the truth. So it wasn't some big back country ordeal. It was just hunting the way we hunt, man, mm-hmm. you know? I always make jokes and say I'm a front country, but <laughs> I mean, it's not in no disrespect. It's just in how elk where they're at. That's yeah. all I mean by that. Like if you need to go 10 miles to hunt an elk and that's what gets you off. Cool. Yeah, but for sure. I like killing elk where they're at. And so like for when you were saying like how you just said, like the journey and the grind. And I know this is kind of backtracking on the funky thing, but dude, like that was four years for me. Of never seeing an elk during season. Not not outside of those trail cameras pictures I had got him, I'd I mean I've seen elk. I'm not I'm not like I haven't ever seen a bull elk so I don't know what they look like or this yeah. is But like dude, for four years I'd been sniffed through a tree by a bull, like on the other you know Reprod. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd been sniffed by a bull at freaking three yards, dude, like and never got to see him and Just witnessed how quietly they can vanish. Yeah, and like that was a four-year get-your-ass-kicked. Don't give up. It finally paid off, you know. And so it was kind of a sombering moment. Seriously, not just—I mean, death is serious to me, you know, in general. But like, like that was when you realize like the long game in life, and and I guess not just life, but especially in hunting. Like, did it? How bad do you want it? are you going to let it break you? Are you going to yeah. let them out and tell you, you can't cause yeah. there's multiple times I could have gave up and used. And I don't mean this disrespectfully to wherever you hunt just as a clarifier. Cause I know I can <laughs> come across as a big angry black man. It's not true. <laughs> I respect everybody's methods, but like there were so many times I could have easily been like, fuck this. I'm going to Eastern Oregon or fuck yeah. this. I'm going to go hunt the coast where the populations are better and the numbers are better. And yeah. the, the calling is better. But I just, dude, I, I couldn't be beat. I I couldn't accept that. Yeah, you
1: know what I mean. No, and that's like I totally get it. And like the whole fact like I've never wished this upon anyone, but the the fact that the bull didn't go down right away and you had to like track it and all that, like I, I don't again don't wish that upon anyone. But I just know that feeling, and I know what it feels like to find a bowl you've been looking for for even a couple hours. Like any kind of doubt, like I know what that feels like. And then for that to be your first bowl, and then for that to be your first bowl after like getting your ass kicked in the Cascades for, like, four years. Like, oh, dude, I can only imagine the amount of, like, adrenaline dump slash, like, emotional, like, what the hell just happened? Like, holy shit, they do exist. Like, all of that, dude. I, I, I get it. I get I get what you're talking about.
0: I guess, and, do get this. So there's a little bit key factor here that I guess I forgot that is it's kind of funny. Keep in mind, this was first light opening weekend opening oh. day dang so <laughs> i shot my five point last year what was it august 24th it opened last year 25th 24th or 25th it opened last year i shot it at seven twenty five a.m holy cow morning. yeah i didn't recover him till 11 i didn't find him yeah so did when you when you and i know you'll get this because you've talked about it with other people but when you talk about like having people around you that are positive. My little brother, yeah, he's my brother. I love him, but uh, man, shit-wise, Like, (laughs) I love that dude genuinely because when I was freaking out, and I'm not going to lie to you, when I watched the bull turn around, when I first saw those four, I was watching him, and then he he turned to the right, and I saw my arrow still sticking out of him. I knew he was acting weird. I mean, obviously, I hit him, but I knew – like just the way his, his head posture was and stuff like that like i knew i got him good but i wasn't sure that it wasn't just riding in a shoulder blade and i go up to where i thought i shot him and i was off by like 30 yards. you know how it is looking yep. to, and keep in mind i'm not hunting with anybody that's done this shit i'm just me and my little brother yeah. like, and neither of us at this point had killed an elk so this is all us learning you know just making it up as you go and there's no blood and there's this and that and i'm instantly cussing myself like not because i think i'm a piece of shit but because (laughs) the last thing i ever want is to hurt in it like to wound one like that is not my game at all and like so i start thinking i should have shot more i shouldn't have took that specific shot buzz buzz blah right and no blood. Oh, I hit him in the shoulder. And my little brother looked at me, and I can't make this shit up. He said, quit being a fucking negative Nancy, dude. <laughs> We're going to find him. It's going to be okay. Let's trust your gut on this. Let's sit the hour and a half and let him run and let him die. Like, let's, let's just wait it out. And so when you talk about, like, having people around you that, like, are positive, like, even when it's rough, That was my little brother was my rock in that moment because I freaked out like I just fucked up the opportunity I've been hunting for four years yeah and watched it run off into the into the tall timber yeah fern fern goalie (laughs) you know (laughs) fern goalie I just watched it run off knowing an arrows in it not knowing if it's dead and I just thought oh my god like. I should have took this shit more. You know what I mean? Oh, totally, Yeah. I,
1: I know. And I I think most people listen to this. know. but if you, I mean, if you have never been in that moment, you don't even know who you are and not in the, like a weird way, but like, you don't know who you're about to be when this all goes through and you're like, you thought you were confident. You thought you were like, I got this. And like, it's taken, like, I don't take a lot of shots. And like, when I was younger, I took shots. And then I did that where I like felt like just melted my soul and would look for elk or whatever. And God dang, that'll change you. Like, I just do not wish that on anyone. Like even to this day, I can make a perfect shot. If I don't see the bull fall in place, my gut hits the bottom, my heart hits the bottom of my gut. And I just like, it sinks, dude. And it's like it's gone. It's gone forever. <laughs> yeah, like, I give me a perfect shot. And like, I'm so bad. Like, I just like, Oh God, <laughs> you know, like, it's just like, I'm walking on pins and needles looking for blood and like, just so paranoid. But I mean, I get it. I just, man, it's, it's a weird emotion. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. So then, you know, to kind of wrap the, I call that bull Clyde. Um, my grandpa, my grandfather on my dad's side had died that the year before and he was, a, are you going to quit persistence type of guy? Yeah. If you will, it was harder on me, but in the, in the best ways, like when I first started the crane thing and I told him I was traveling and doing that, uh, he said, you know, is this going to stick or are you going to quit this job too? You know, are you going to switch this too? Yeah. And so like the hard ass, yeah, the hard ass, but he loved you. He just was real, you know? <laughs> and, yeah. and, uh, so I call him Clyde. I called him Percy for a little bit for persistence, but I, I call him Clyde in honor of my grandpa, man, because my first bowl, because that's what it was. It was get your ass kicked, get fall down 3000 times. And you finally stand up for that one moment. And dude, I found him three quarters of a mile. I ended up killing him. Single lung is where I hit him. Got enough penetration that I, I had to kill with that, that, uh, single lung. And he died in the middle you'll appreciate this of a 10 foot circle of maple vine that's where he <laughs> of course and so me and my brother we get in there we find him we try to move him and we're i'm like okay grab that antler i'll grab this one let's slide him and turn him yeah that's not and i go to jerk on him and he doesn't move i'm like i guess we'll just gutless cut him up right here yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh dude so he made me not in the back country since, but he made me work for it man and i appreciate the hell out of that you that's know like awesome. i had to go through all that and i guess i just appreciate knowing obviously i recovered him but it also kind of made me think like how many people would have been like shoulder shot fuck it like that's the scary thing to me like
1: dude that's like, that's
0: real where too. do you call that and I, again i'm not calling anybody out but where do you decide like you know i heard james say it once like we're not a veterinarian at 80 yards through a binoculars oh he's gonna (laughs) live that was a shoulder (laughs) shot like where do you draw that line and so like now because of that experience dude i don't know that i'll just be like yep good enough blood's not right he's dead like dude you know you lived in oregon like it's a different vegetation it's a different terrain sometimes you just got to work for it man
1: Dude, totally. And I man, I, I know so many people, and that like this is me. Like, I didn't even know what it took to find a wounded animal. But, um, one of my good friends, and he's killed a lot of Roosevelts and he's tracked a lot of Roosevelts. Um, he's just like, man, he is the Jeremiah Johnson. But, uh, yeah. he, uh, he's been with like, there's a dude, like, the two times I've had to really, really track bulls, both Roosevelts, both they uh, wounded, and Uh, My buddy Jake was with me and that guy has more persistence. Like when I wanted to quit and be like, this bull's like gone whatever, like that dude kept it going. And like having that person is so important. But like, I promise you, I freaking promise you like 90% of people give up too early when it comes to tracking. Uh, 90% of people go too fast. 90% of people don't have a clue what they're looking for. And they're looking for like coffee. Like, like they're looking for the spot where a, a coffee mug full of blood was scattered on the ground, not the pin needle of blood. Um, and trust me, and anyone who says bulls don't go uphill when they're wounded, lie. Uh, you know, bulls, this or that, like everything, everything you thought you knew about what elk do when they're wounded can be proven wrong. And like just time and again, just trust me, next time you're looking for a bull, be like, uh, I'm only wor- like looking half as hard as I should. Just assume that out of the gate, and that's a good proxy because there's like you can turn up those bulls, and it's amazing. They'll go uphill, they'll go bed down in something like they'll go long ass ways. They're tough critters, they will go like a mile, bed down, and die. Uh, and if you can, if you can keep up, like if you can follow it with no blood, you're probably gonna find it.
0: Yeah, dude, their will to live, I will tell you, is like nothing I've ever seen, honestly like nothing I've ever seen. Yeah, for sure. So, but that was Clyde. So to get back on track, sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) People are like, I want to hear the story. Yeah, my bad. So, but it does, it does tie up and here's how. Okay. So opening morning, I go into where I knew these elk would be because, well, let's, let's like, let's geek out on data for a second here. Like James said, Elk aren't random. You know what I mean? They're not. So they were there before. They'll be there again. And I, because of my trail cameras and because of nerding out on, I guess, just information, I knew that they were there because they were there to because there's wallows there and shit like that also. I knew that that was where they went for a very short period of time to establish their social status. And so I figured that out. So opening morning this year, I go in there. I go to the wallow, hasn't even been touched. So I'm like freaking out a little bit, like shit. I totally misread everything I've learned. Like I, you know how elk make you just yeah crazy. You're like, <sighs> oh no, dude, that was just a one off. But then I was like, no, there's historic book. And we did eleven miles, Cody. Opening morning. Oh man! And every other year I've been there. There's been in the last, at least in the last couple of years. There's in that opening morning. I'd probably find three hundred and fifty rubs. Can't make this shit up. Like just I know where to look for them. And there's rubs everywhere. I found seven opening morning hmm. seven. And I was hunting with. I had a buddy that was had just moved up from Oregon couldn't hunt so he just wanted to come along and he'd never seen an elk so I let him tag along with us another friend and then me and my brother so we had a little bit bigger group but instantly I'm just like oh shit and I've done enough research and time did I know where five or six of these bedrooms are over four or five miles yeah so I instantly went into just I'm gonna find them I'm gonna turn them up yep well guess what Everywhere I went, they weren't there yet. Yeah. <laughs> the rubs weren't there, sign wasn't there, wallows were dry. Like, what in the hell is going on? Yeah. And I, to back up a little bit, when I was spring bear hunting, I went in there and I found five bowls while looking for the bear. <laughs> and when I walked in, I found four, and then I found the older one kind of in a different pocket, you know, six to 800 yards away, A different spot and he came out right before light or right before dark excuse me and when i was glassing for bears and uh so i watched him and i knew he was heavy but i didn't know what he was so i had all this information like i knew for a fact there's five branch bolts in this spot this year so i went in there and there's no sign no nothing did 11 miles to the point where i did I'm very, very flat footed and probably way too fat to be marching, but you know, I probably need to get on that mountain tough shit that you guys, are doing. <laughs> cause I'm, I am, I enjoy beer too much, man. But, uh, so I did 11 miles to the point where like, dude, I, I can barely walk Like yeah. then, when I woke up Sunday morning, I had to pop 2000 milligrams of ibuprofen and Tylenol to be able to, and wait 20 minutes so I could get my boot on because I literally (laughs) had to wobble down the stairs I just not built for that you know and uh (laughs) so we went in there we got our asses kicked and then I you know I took you know the military diet of water and ibuprofen and changed my socks and Sunday we went and did five miles even though I could barely walk and we got into a silent thing like we found we finally found some rubs up high which is with velvet on him, which is new to us which was my first time finding velvet sticking to the tree so that yeah. was, it was a cool experience but we knew we were there with him, and i heard that bull doing that silent walk through the tall grass that wisping.
2: yeah
0: it's that and we set up on him but he beat us he got around where i couldn't see him and i was calling i was raking i was doing all this shit and i thought like either my buddy or my brother are going to shoot this bull and dude we never saw him and my brother told me he heard him slip around us and I mean, I know what he did. He went and got wind, you know, uh. we were standing in his bed. I was standing in his bed raking on his tree that he raked on. So I knew I pissed him off, but he wasn't saying nothing. And uh, so he beat us, but we had high spirits. I remember I was coming down the mountain and I told those boys, I said, listen, you guys are going to hate to hear this, but unfortunately everything we did this weekend doesn't matter because we have to do it again next week. <laughs> like, well, what do you mean? They're like, well, what do you mean the elk weren't there? I said, well, the data that we have shows that those elk are there for two weeks. And if we're not there, if we happen to be a week early, then they're next weekend week they're gonna be there that weekend because we have well, I know it's in the beginning of season, it's just a matter of figuring out where for whatever reason it shifted a week biologically, right? Yeah. So so i was like unfortunately next weekend we're doing it again yep so friday night i wanted to go temp check it because i wanted to make sure you know i work all week i didn't get to hunt the week so friday night i go out there with my buddy and my brother's driving up and he didn't make it so i just told him to meet me at the house i'll go temp check this i go in and i check that wall looks like a forerunner went through it yeah and, I, and i'm like bingo they're here now yep. hell yeah I was right, trusting my gut, and I was right. (laughs) Set up on it, called, nothing for a little bit, and then I realized, man, the wind's going to shift. We need to get the hell out of here before it does. So we boot scoot and boogie, and I'm like, I got one more spot where I went, ironically, in spring bear season. I'm like, I want to go up here and see. So I go to right. Literally, I hike into this spot, and I go to right where, during spring bear, where I was sitting glassing, and that bull came out. I went right there. And I go. And Cody, I remind you, these Cascade Elves that I had heard, I've never heard them vocally respond. Now, I'm not saying they're not responding, but they never vocally gave me nothing. I would yeah. hear them rake, hear yeah. them stomp on branches, do that shit, but they would never say anything. They're very tight-lipped. And I did a couple Mews. Down into this down into where I saw that bull come out in the spring and a light chuckle and a couple more mules. And all of a sudden I heard Jurassic Park go off. <laughs> At the uh-huh. bottom of that nasty patch, I hear a ruh, 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 ruh. Like if there was birds in the trees, they would have took off like the T Rex was <laughs> <laughs> I'm not shitting you. Uh-huh. And I look over and my buddy's eyes are the size of softballs. Yeah. And he's like You think that's a hunter? I'm like, a hunter can't make that guttural noise. Yeah, dude, I practice all the time, and I can't even come close to mimicking that motherfucker. (laughs) You know, like I couldn't. I couldn't. Like, no, that's not a hunter. That's a bull. And so I start raking on the tree, and I, I, and uh, and just out of habit, when he had done that, within ten seconds, dude, I came right over the top of him with a scream and then chuckles, and he was silent. But then I could hear him walking and breaking stuff. I'd hear him start to rake on trees, and I'd scream and chuckle nothing. Cow call at him a couple more times, and then ruff, 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 again. And I'm like, he doesn't care about the bull. He's telling the cows, daddy's here. And I, and I had that flip in knowledge. Like, he doesn't give a shit about the bull. He's telling the cows, I'm down here, fuck that guy. Excuse my language, sorry. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's that's what he was doing. He was he was just simply he didn't care that I was screaming at him. It didn't it annoyed him and that's why he raked and shit. But really, the only time he'd vocalized was to the cow. Yeah. You know what I mean? To tell them I'm yeah. down here. Yeah. And so I figured that out kinda on the fly. And I got him and he comes walking out. And I can I'm looking through my vinyls, looking through my vinyls, and I see big Shiny tines, and I'm like, hell yeah! Looks like a good bull. Can't count them, dude. I don't know. I'm not that yeah. good, you know. I'm just, oh, looks like a good bull. My buddy's looking at me. He's like, dude, that's a three by five. I'm like, no, it's not. He's like, dude, that's a three by five. I'm like, hell yeah! But he's big, you know. And he comes out, and he gets to the bottom of this clear cut that he was he come out of the hole he was in to the bottom of this cut, and he walks up to this alder tree and just thrashes it in front of us. And we're chuckling at him and raking and raking, and he's just thrashing this tree. And that timeline, and I want to back up to remember when I told you a little bit ago when last year when I was talking to those bulls the, the week before, like I noticed I picked up on that there's a timeline before they get bored, right? And I saw that timeline come into play again on Friday night. After about 15 minutes, that big bull turned around and not ran, not spooked. He turned around and he walked. Like puffing his chest, walked all kind of wavy and looking at me, walked back in, disappeared back into the deep alder patch and let out this like grunt, lip ball chuckle, like a <laughs> very quick, all in one motion, and started thrashing a tree and then disappeared into the darkness. I told my buddy, The thermals are switching. We got to get out of here. Leave him alone. That motherfucker's not going anywhere. He's dead tomorrow. I'm going to kill that bull tomorrow night. One of us is, maybe not me, but somebody's going to shoot him. And my buddy's like, don't get cocky. Da, da, da. And I'm like, no, I mean, I appreciate that, but I'm just <laughs> confident. Like, he's not going anywhere. Yeah. Like, he has no reason to. I know where he's at. He's about a mile from, or three quarters of a mile from where that wallow is that I had went and checked earlier. Yeah. And I know, like, he's, it's night. He's not going nowhere. He's going to be here tomorrow night and we're going to kill him. And because we're going to set up lower and, he's going to come out and do the same shit. And so like looking back, dude, I think about like, I had higher ground. Wind was in my favor, this and that. He did the typical big mature bull thing. Like, yeah, he came to where he came and
1: didn't see what he wanted to see. It. He wasn't going to go uphill to yeah. you. Like he had no reason to nope. fight you.
0: Nope. I mean, he thrashed his tree and you walked back into his patch and did his thing.
1: Yeah. You
2: know
0: what I mean? That I mean, simple as that. And, uh, so we go back, we are high-fiving, walking off the mountain like kings, just because, you know, I got to show a buddy that had hunted for the last few years. And, you know, he'd seen a couple of, but he'd never been like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we're like, hell yeah, you know, we're like, cool. Now you know I'm not an idiot, at least. I am <laughs> not an idiot. See, I it's told you myself. I <laughs> exist. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> especially out here, you know? Yeah. And Saturday morning, I'm like, Courtney, my wife, she's like, hey, uh, You know, I want to go like school clothes shopping. I'm like, well, okay, I'll just hunt till nine then. And then I'll come off the mountain. because I'm going to go kill that bull tomorrow night anyway. Yeah. So I'm like, we'll go check the wallows and see what happens. So we go in, I walked to the exact spot in 2018 that I went when I started raking on the tree and chuckling that those, uh, that those, uh, That whole scenario went down where I killed that bull. Yeah. I Start cow calling, cow calling, cow calling, because I learned from the night before. And... Lo and behold, Cody, nothing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Kind of thought that was going to be the case, you know? Yeah. And, uh... How long did you give it, though? uh, That was over a period of about... 10 minutes? Yeah. I wonder if you would have given it like 45
1: or an hour. Like I, I bet that bowl oh, would have showed up. So? Maybe. Right.
0: I go in there. Cow call. I don't know. 35 times. Split up. couple of minutes. couple of chuckles. Not a peep. Year before. Branches are breaking. Shit's going on. Nothing. And I'm like. I'm just at that point sitting there, like, looking. My brother and them are standing behind me, and I'm still a cow Cal call a couple more times. I'm sitting there chewing on my Phelps Reed, and I'm, like, thinking to myself, like, well, we know hopefully he's there tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know he's going to be there. Yeah, but and the so, party is like, man, I hope he didn't leave. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, right? Because, like, oh, shit. Because, dude, I got this timeline down to where they're there for three days, and then they're gone. Yeah, and then the and that's for two weeks, and then they go to a place that I haven't figured out yet, and I've spent a ton of time, but I just don't know where they go. Yeah. and I've I can't tell you how much time I spent. So, part of me is like, there's no way I missed this because timeline wise, they're going to be here for two weeks because I have the data, like, yeah. I have this all chalked out. But for whatever reason, they're not there this morning. So like cow call, call a couple more times, and I hear what sounds like a deer walking break a branch very faint you know what i mean yep and i look at my brother you know the one that can't hear worth their shit and i'm like did you did hear that, you hear that? <laughs> and he's like i did and i'm like that might be a deer and then i hear crack and i'm like dude because of last year i treat every branch breaking like it's an elk like I treat it like we're there, we're with them. That's just, that's how I hunt now. And, and, you know, very, very much. So like I do, there's a huge difference between a branch breaking and an elk branch breaking Yeah. when they're walking. And so I hear that branch break that loud one. And I'm like, there they are. There he is. I don't know what elk. I just know we're going to kill a elk, right? <laughs> that's my plan. My little brother's going to shoot a elk <laughs> or my buddy. I, I do my path. At that point, my bow was in my hand, but it like I, my bugle tube was my weapon. You know what I mean? It yep. wasn't about me. And so I hear that branch break, and guess what? I got I, I have to point this out, dude, because this is key. It's to the right. Okay. And if, if we back up, remember I told you last year, yep. initially, I heard the branch break to the right.
1: Yep. And then you went to the and left. The
0: goal I ended up shooting was. A great five point but you know the one of the little raghorn fives i killed on the left right so i went to the right and i'm working around this and at this point now i'm cow calling and working so i'm just sounding like a cow kind of coming that direction and then i'm wimpy chuckling like a, and then i'm whining at the chuckle with my bugle tube Mm -hmm. and with uh um not to be a name dropper but i used one of those little game changer calls uh his little amplifier if you will okay and i was like whining at it like leave me alone you know like leave me alone you annoying fuck yeah and i'm working around this edge all of a sudden i get to the spot and i hear one that's it and my little brother keep in mind all these years he's been tagging along whether hunting or just being there He's never heard him make a sound ever. He's never heard an elk bugle. So that was the very first <laughs> thing and I look at him and he just nods at me like, Oh hell yeah. Came on. And, yeah. And he's looking at me, my little brother is. And and dude, where that where that that chuckle came from, or that, that bark, if you will. is fifty yards. I mean, it was right in front of us in the bushes. And I told my brother, knock an arrow, that motherfucker's going to stick his head out at us coming through these bushes. Yeah. Like, because we've learned, I mean, we're, I guess we're quick learners. Like, with these Cascade Roosevelt, when, when, we're, when we're hunting these guys, like, when, when they make a noise or they respond to you, you're there. It's not like your traditional Eastern Oregon, like, running gun shit. Like, yeah. I don't, you don't get to do the 50 yards behind the collar thing. Like, you're <laughs> in them. When they make a noise, they're there. now not going to be there now and so when that when he did that chuckle for or grunt whatever you want to call it dude he was there and i was like oh shit this is getting real i hope we don't shoot him 12 yards frontal coming through the bush (laughs) like that's what i was thinking like hopefully because i don't want to repeat it last year you know (laughs) And, and so and then i can hear him walking. And I'm like, where the hell is he? And I'm working along the edge of this swampy area. It's not a swamp, but this particular spot is like a, you know, where the, kind of near the wallows. Yeah. Like where the water, like, what do you call that? Where the water comes out of the ground? Like a. Seep. Natural. Yeah. Like a seep. And so it's, you know, got your skunk cabbage just to paint a picture for you. All yeah. trees and nastiness. And we're working along the edge of it and I can hear him walking. And I'm like, okay, he's not coming to us, he's kinda of walking away from us, puffing my wind checker like like a smoker at this point, you know, like <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I'm like, well the wind's good, like we're good, you know. And I hop up on this log and I jump down and I land right in the middle of the skunk cabbage spot that's not solid, and I start sinking. <laughs> My little brother hops up on the log behind me, and I'm, like, sitting there, like, slowly sinking, looking for this bull, trying not to make any sudden movements, but, like, thinking in my head, like, I have 30 seconds before I'm at my calves. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and my little brother tells me, gives me the horn sign, like, you know, the hold your hand over your head thing. Yeah. And points. And there's that bull raking a tree 60 yards in front of me off to the side. And I'm like, or I can, well, at this time I didn't see him. I could just see the tree moving. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, here we go. And the wallow's right in front of us if we can hopscotch through the skunk cabbage patch without sinking to our knees in the middle of doing it. Right? So there's <laughs> a little bit of CrossFit get <laughs> You know, it's like playing hot lava when you were a kid. You know exactly what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, for sure. You're like, I hope this is the right step and this doesn't ruin this whole hunt. Yeah. (laughs) So we're doing that. And my buddy, all of a sudden, I feel this like aggressive tap on my shoulder and I'm like, turn around and look. And my buddy's like, he's like, I hear there's elk over here to the left. I hear noises. They're coming from the left. And me and my brother look at him and we just shake our head no. And (laughs) let me tell you why we shook our head no. Last year in 18, when we heard noises to the left, Cody, we hunted him and we killed one, but it was the raghorn. Yep. And that noise on the right, I can only assume was my six by seven. Yep. You know what I mean? I can only assume. I can't say that that's fact, but I can only assume
2: yeah.
0: that's what it was. Yeah. And based off data, we were halfway <laughs> there. We heard him raking. We knew he was walking. We know there's an elk right here. We can't see him yet. But yep. We know he's right here.
1: Stick to the game plan. Me and my
0: brother looked at him and we're like, fuck the elk on the left. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, they beat us. They tricked us last year with that shit, dude. We're not yeah. doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and so we come hopping along, you know, hot loving across the little skunk cabbage patch there, you know, the, the 15, 20 yards, whatever it was. Seems like a mile when you're trying not to blow your cover, but, you know, 15, 20 yards it was. And we get there and we look up and I see this bull just shredding this tree at that, that 55, 60-yard mark. And I'm like, and I'm looking at him, and he doesn't see me, his head's down in the tree, just thrashing it. And I'm thinking, like, that's a good bull. Like, hell yeah, we're going to kill an elk. You know what I mean? Like, And more importantly, I'm like, my little brother's going to shoot his first bull. And so I tell Josh Um why this bull's raking, and I tell him, I'm like, slide over here, and I move him, like, six yards up and right. I'm like, you know, he already had his arrow knock. And I pick up my bugle tube, and I tell my brother, I'm like, okay, face this way, because there's this lane in the trees. And I chuckle at this guy while he's raking, and he picks his head up out of that tree, Cody, and starts diagonaling uphill to get the high ground on us right to the direction I told my brother Towards that lane that my gut told me, this is where he's going to go,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and he starts walking. And he's coming, and he comes walking up. And I'm watching him. He's getting closer, and I look over, and my brother has not drawn his bow yet. And this bull's beelining towards us, kind of slipping through the trees. And we, I mean, we can both see him, right? But I look over, just glance, and Josh has got his arrow on his rest, like, not drawn. And I slowly creep up to my little brother to where I don't have to yell. (laughs) And I say, draw your motherfucking bow (laughs) right now. He's coming right here. And I point. And my little brother goes to full draw. And 10 yards later, out walks this bull. And when when I look at my little brother go to full draw, he's ahead of me. And I'm watching this bull come through the trees. And, dude, I'd love to tell you, like, I knew what he was or who or what. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bit, I just saw dark black antlers and bright white tips in a big frame. And I was like, that's a big fucking bull in my head and drew back. With the intention, my brother's going to shoot him. And if he doesn't fall over, I'm going to try to put him down so my brother killed, you know, so we don't yeah. have to go through last. I didn't even plan on shooting him. I, I didn't know what he was. I didn't know anything. I just like, okay, my brother's about to kill his first bull elk. Cool. And that bull comes right to where I pointed and stops. And he's looking our way. And did you've spent enough time with elk that you know, like when they start to realize you can watch it in their eyes, when they start to realize something's not right, you know, your window is oh, very sure. quickly closing. Yep. <laughs> and so... I look over at my brother, I look at my peep. I look at my brother, I look at my peep. Dude, I did this five times. I'm not shitting you. And my brother still hasn't shot, and that bull is looking at us, so I can't tell my brother, fucking send it! Kill yeah. him! You know, I can't do that. So I just think, I hope he forgives me. <laughs> <laughs> Full send, dude. Thump. Go, slap. Go, arrow goes right through like just boom don't even see the arrow bull whirls shoo, bull takes off it's running it makes it 30 yards and it falls over my little brother looks at me because where he's standing you know he can't he didn't see him go down he's like dude i think you missed i'm like <laughs> i didn't fucking miss it just fell over And he's like, he's like no dude i heard it it sounded like you missed and like you, your arrow stuck in the tree i'm like josh That was like a hay bale. Like, that's what a pass through sounds like, dude. That's what it's supposed to sound like, not like last year, where we hear the loud whap when it stops. (laughs) (laughs) And so he's like, what? It comes, you know, of course, I'm fist pumping fall over backwards with my pack and they're running over to make sure I'm okay. And I look over and the bull stands up and I'm like, oh, no, no. No. And he takes two steps and starts doing the wobbly. Yeah, death wobble. Yep. So your brother Done. wasn't
1: pissed that you just whacked the ball.
0: No, I look at him, and I'm like, Josh, I'm, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well, he high-fived me right out of the gate. Because he walked up to me as he watched it fall over the second time. Like, yeah. it literally fell over right there, 50 yards from where we were, just dead as a now. And, like, he walked up to me and saw that, and he was, like, high-fiving me and, like, yeah. And I'm like, dude, I am so sorry. I, I, <laughs> you didn't shoot, man. You didn't shoot. The time was up. Did you know how it is, Cody. Oh, dude, there's a ticker. You're in that final second, and that bull is done. Yeah. Especially a bigger one. You know, yeah. he's not dumb. Yeah. Like, no, nah, I'm done with this. And <laughs> I look at him, and I'm like, please don't be mad. Please don't. I didn't mean to do that, dude. You just weren't shooting. And he goes, dude, all I could see was this, was from three inches above his shoulder blade and up, he was covered up in branches. That's why I didn't shoot. I'm oh fucking glad you did that. okay that's the difference five yards makes dude oh yeah on setup i mean, you would never know that right because yeah. in my mind i'm like dude i hope i did not just shoot this bull out from under my brother because he's got a conscientious objector or something you yeah, know, yeah like because he wouldn't shoot last year same thing dude i tried to get him to shoot that bull the bull i ended up killing dude i had my brother at full drawn at four different times and then the last time it came in i shot it because i'm like <laughs> he just wasn't comfortable shooting yeah you know like whatever the wind was opportunity he wasn't ready yeah and and to be honest with you i respect him for it because now i know he's not just gonna loose arrows
1: yeah dude that's epic were you just so pumped when you
0: got up to it well i knew he was so no dude so it gets better (laughs) it gets better (laughs) it's not over so that bull drops i know he's dead I, i mean now and then we look at each other laughing and we're like let's give him 10 minutes Let's not let him get up again. Let's just give him 10 minutes. Let's go find my arrow. So we're like walking around looking for my arrow, trying to like go into where I shot him, can't find my arrow, looking around and I look up and there's a six point walking. And I'm like, at first I'm like, you motherfucker. <laughs> Cause I thought like, I thought he got up again. Oh. You know I mean? I'm like, Oh no. What an idiot. Why am I looking for my arrow? Yeah. And then it quickly, and you know, that seems like five minutes, but that was really like three seconds in my mind. Yeah. And then I realized, like, that's a different (laughs) bull. And then I'm watching that bull, and here comes a four-point, a four-by-four bull right behind him, 20 yards behind him, walking. And they're walking up kind of like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. (laughs) And... I tell my brother i'm like knock an arrow we're doubling up i tell my other buddy if we can pull a triple let's pull a triple and uh, never seen anything like it but let's we're going to try it you know what i mean there's two bulls right there i got a bull down i don't know exactly where he is or what he looks like but i know he i watched him fall over he hasn't got up and there's two different bull elk right there and they're walking our way and they're like kind of like what the hell is going on because they heard all the commotion
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know and I tell my brother, knock an arrow, you go that way. I look at my buddy, I'm like, go that way. And I said, go now. And so, dude, one thing I don't think people understand is aggressive. Yes. Like, you don't know aggressive till you know how to be aggressive. And sometimes that's very unorthodox.
1: (laughs) For sure. Sometimes it's (laughs) not romantic.
0: Dude, yeah. And so, like, my brother, he knew when I said, go now. It means, I don't need you to be a ninja. Get to where I told you to go. Now. And so he takes off. My other buddy hasn't hunted with me enough. He was more methodical, and I guess he didn't grasp, like, go now means go. He tried to slip and steep. So I, anyway, I see these bulls, and they walk up. They're, like, looking at, like, walking our direction a little bit, very cautiously. I throw my reed back in my mouth, and I cow call at them three times, and they start walking faster and coming my way. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, 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 Like, uh, uh-uh. uh. <laughs> yeah. So, and then I, I my brother slipping through the trees, trying to get closer to the edge of the cut where they're at. You know, we're probably eighty yards from them, and that five by six is what it ended up being. Uh, he's looking at my brother, like I see his ears turn, and like he's looking for my brother coming through the timber, and like, what the hell is going on over there? And so, <laughs> I tell my brother, or I, I just make a decision. Time to, again, what's the worst that happens, right? Yeah. It doesn't work. Lesson learned. I start walking straight at them, chuckling. And then I'd cow call, and then I would chuckle. And I walk straight at him, and he starts looking at me, and I'm walking right to it. Huh. That bull walks up, and I didn't know it at the time, but he walked right up to my dead bull and smelled him. And then started looking around, and was like, what is going on? what so i get yeah and so these bulls are 40 yards off the timber 50 yards excuse me off the timber and (laughs) i get them to stay i get all the way to the edge of the timber with all this going on after this bull just smelled my dead bull and i get there and i look at my little brother and he's off to the right of me 15 yards or so and he's looking through his rangefinder and looking at these bulls I'm like, okay, he's there. And I'm like chuckling at this bull, trying to get him to come. And that bull's just kind of like looking like, what in the hell is going on? I look at my buddy and he's 25 yards behind me, still slipping through the thing. And I'm like, <laughs> like, you idiot. And he's not an idiot, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, oh dang it. Missed it. N- no, 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 no. Like you're like, shit, you know? Yeah. And, and so I'm like looking at my buddy, like telling him, like mouthing at him, dumb mother effer. By the way, we have a, like Ray, we have a 10 minutes before, 10 minutes after. Nothing. <laughs> you can't hold that against me, buddy. Yeah. I'm like, mouthing at him, like, you fucking, get up here now. Fucking run. I, I didn't say crawl. Get up here. Like, yeah. now. And I'm looking at him mouthing all this stuff, and I hear a bow go off. Boom. And elk whir. And I look over. And my little brother, he missed. Uh. Missed. And then we played with those bulls. They didn't go but 15 yards. We played with them for another 10 minutes. I ended up having to call the dogs off. But guys, we have a dead elk right here somewhere, in 20 yards in front of us. Can't see him because everything's waist high, but he's right here. Like they'll be back. Let him go. Let him go. So I called the dogs off. And uh, long story short, my brother's rangefinder was was reading like 170 yards, and he's like. That's like 40 yards. That's not right. His battery yeah. was low or some shit. It was reading the light wrong. I don't know. And so he shot it for just instinctually shot it for 40 and he went right under it. It's 50. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Dang. It's so, almost doubled up. Uh, dude. So close. So close. And so we get, I go walking up and these bulls are still 90 yards off of us. Like looking at us and we're, they can see us now, but they're just like trying to figure out why the, Dead elk isn't coming with them. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Like, what is going on? And so I walk up and I'm like, "Hey, Josh, can you see my bull He's like, "No." I'm like, "Damn it!" And I'm like, "I know he's in here." Some my brother's like, "But I can see a big ass antler laying against the log over there." (laughs) I'm like, "Are you sure it's not a stick?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm sure." I walk five yards to my right and I look over and I see branch antler leaned against the log. It's big. I'm like, "Oh yeah, oh my god." Come walking up, pull it out of the dirt. It's the bowl from the night before. It's that five by three.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Just n- no idea.
0: No idea. No, no idea. But so get this, dude. You want to know the timeline? That yeah. bowl shot fired. Six forty two a. m. Really? Yes, sir. That's crazy. If you're not drinking whiskey. Before eight (laughs) AM,
1: oh dude, that's crazy, man. That
0: guy went down in sight. You know, thirty yards probably as not as the crow flies, but he probably went like thirty seven yards or so. Some just real, just tipped over, dead dude. I mean, and that was such a relief. And that's, dude, that's funky.
1: (laughs) Yeah, dude, that's cool. That's so cool, man. That's. Um, what an experience! What like, a whole journey. If you could go back, and then we kind of got to wrap it up, but like, if you could go back, yeah. like, what's one piece of advice that you would give yourself? You know, pre-success, like going back and like, okay, what were you doing wrong in those years that kind of came to fruition? Or like, I guess, and maybe you learned, and like, this is what kind of brought it all together.
0: There's two things that come to mind. Wind being number one. Before I never cared about wind. I just always assumed maybe I'll get lucky or this or that. Or yeah, sure yeah. I carried a wind check, but I didn't use it. Wind is everything. They smell you. It's over. They see you. They hear you. I mean, dude, the story I just told you—that's proof. Doesn't matter. Yeah, but they smell you. It's over. Game over. The other piece of advice, Did don't give up. I'm so glad I was always able to find a positive, whether it's watching the sun come up over the mountains. And a lot of the time that was it, you know, watching the sun go down or come up and that was it. Yeah. Or just being out there with my little brother. You have to, in my mind, you have to find something to take away from it. You have to. Otherwise this is null and void. man. Do you think it's like,
1: you think it's applicable to, you know, it's kind of super cheesy to be like, Oh, just enjoy the grind or like enjoy the process of finding elk. Uh, I I know that's, that's cheesy to the guy. It's like, I just want to kill one. Um, but do you think there's any truth to that?
0: 100%. Uh, I think the process makes you appreciate it more. I mean, like, to me, like, if I hadn't suffered, I don't think I would appreciate this as much. This bull I just killed, Cody, I mean, we're waiting on tooth data to confirm it. But when I first showed Ray before you would seen him in person, dude, he was like five or six max. Mm. I showed it in person. He's like, that bull's 10 or 12. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see that he's 12 years old. I mean, dude, he had the tiniest nubs. And 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 honestly, the experience in playing chess with him, I didn't describe it very well, but there was very much, he makes a noise, I react, I make a noise, he reacts. It was tit for tat to get mm-hmm. into that position to kill him. Yeah, It wasn't just, oh, I walked in, there he was, I shot him. And Honestly, if I hadn't got my ass kicked by him for four years, I don't know that I would have appreciated consuming the information and finding my own style.
1: No, I, they, you know? yeah, I think there's a lot to that, and I think that like it, it goes under un under underrated a little bit that the fact that like yeah. the things that that bull did like I, it just screamed big old bull to me. You know, everyone thinks it's going to be a primos film; and they're going to go in, and like, don't get me wrong. Like, I think uh, the the Nut is. Knows what he's talking about. He's a genius. But a lot of times, like, bulls just don't come in like that. You know, like that 10 year old bull, he's just not going to play that game. And so sometimes it is a matter of going to him. And sometimes it's a matter of getting lucky and finding him. You know, like you got super lucky that he was raking and not looking for you. And I think that, you know, like that's huge. Uh, you know, s- sometimes that thickness of the Oregon jungle plays to the benefit of you being able to slip in close. Um, like these are all things that, you know, like I think people tend to get wrapped around the axle about I'm going to call this bull in. Sometimes you don't call bulls in; you call to locate and you get close to them. It's like a mutual agreement thing. You know, it's like a ninety ten, or sometimes it's a fifty fifty. Uh, you know, it's about making the best of the situation you have, and I think that's like the underlying thing of that big bull is like you kind of knew not to not to force your hand or when to force your hand, and that's that's something that I think a lot of people need to learn. But I think overall, it's just like know the situation and try to meet the situation halfway.
0: Dude, a hundred percent. And like, here's the other thing I'll say. And like, I know we're wrapping up here, but I'll make this quick. Like you have to believe what you're doing is working. And like, if you've done your homework and you, you're confident in like, okay, so let let's talk calling specifically. Like if you make a certain vocalization, I'm, when I, when i call now like i'm not just calling to call to hear myself bugle like i'm trying to say something and so like with that specific bull with funky dude keep in mind like i painted a picture in my mind uh, whether he purchased it or not but that's what i did is i painted cows and i had four different guys with me so i had more numbers than i'm comfortable hunting with so i painted a picture with random different toned cow calls as i'm walking around the edge of this Mm -hmm. and then i painted a a younger bull like wimpy chuckles and then a whiny response with cow calls like stop bothering me Mm -hmm. so I painted in my mind a picture to this bull that I am a group of elk I'm cows with a younger bull which he knows is there right and I'm and that's how I played it but you
1: but he was never gonna come running in there and be like "Um, I'm here to storm the castle like he doesn't have to he's an old bull and like he's just that's that's what he's gonna do. He's gonna slip in the shadows, like those little like ooh, like that's him just being like, I'm I'm here, like I don't know. He's playing hard to get, so to speak, but at the same time, like man, the uh, raking, that's that's dangerous. Like if you get that bull rake, he can't see, like if you show him that like he's trying to show dominance, like you painted that picture, and so he was he was basically displaying in his own way. And so not all displaying Especially tell you, you know, Roosevelt hunters out there, like, not all the displaying is a screaming, you know, bugle. Sometimes it's just raking and like a, ooh, like, that's it. I've more times than not got only that. Uh, and so, like, you know, played that pu- perfectly to where it's like, okay, let's, let's find him.
0: And be aware to where, like, situationally aware, bro. Like, when, when that was going down, I was working around into their wallows. Mm-hmm. And he was outside of it. So I'm moving into his, where he being the dominant bull of the area, I'm moving into his bedroom, essentially his spot that he had just marked up Totally, with cows painting a picture like, Oh, look what I found. You know what I mean? Like, Hey ladies. And so to him, he already knows he's the boss at this point. They're all hard horned. There wasn't one of them that was with him in velvet. Right. They already knows he's the boss. So again, like without dragging the song too long, but like. You just have to be like, stop. Like you said, sometimes you got to slow down and just like literally dissect all the information. I'm on his wallow. It's this time of year. Okay. He's not hot and steamy holding cows already. He just beat these other guys' ass, telling them, I'm the king. This is my spot. You know this. And now he hears a whiny bull with cows. He wasn't even coming to steal them, I don't think. I, I think it was more of like you said, just letting them know, like, this is my domain. I am there you know he didn't charge in to fight me, but he came in, and when I gave him what I did, Cody, is where I set up, I gave him the lane that gave him the upper ground absolutely and, Dude, it, and, and it wasn't big like he's 100 foot in elevation above me or thirty feet. It was just no matter what you, how you look at it, he was uphilling me. so he, when he came in to where I shot him, he was above me, so in his mind, I gave him the dominance position yeah now he's coming coming in. On that string. Yep. Like a big
1: bull. And you kind of let curiosity kill the cat too by, you know, giving him that chuckle, but then going silent. And it's like, he's got to come investigate. Like, he can't just, you know, know you're there and you're in his domain. So he's got to, like, uh, you're right there within 100 yards. He's kind to got to look. Um, but if you just, like, scream and chuckle and scream and chuckle and, like, he would have probably walked off. Like, it didn't seem right. So, like, knowing the situation of, like, okay, what what would a bull in this situation do then letting that play out is key where I think a lot of people like overdo it. Like you don't want to cow call that situation. If you're 50 yards away and you cow call like your whole herd of cows and a a bull that's displaying, he's going to be real standoffish, you know what I mean? Versus like give him that chuckle. And then he's like, you know, okay, let me go investigate.
0: Yeah. Keep in mind also though, I was very methodically moving to him. Yep. Right. So the whole time, this was not from a stationary standpoint. And that's where I think a lot of people get held up is, I got to set my caller, and I got to back up and I'm going to call him to me. Mm -hmm. Nah, not to me, man. If the elk's right there, especially where I hunt, if he's right there, like, what's the worst that happens, man? You blow it. (laughs) What an experience. What an experience, man. You got that close. For sure. (laughs) I mean, you're talking 50 yards on monsters that people don't even know they're there. you know? most people would walk right by these guys. Yeah. What a so, cool
1: experience. I did want to let you, uh, pitch, uh, you know, the whole Conk Valley collective thing. Like if you want to, you want to give us kind of the rundown on that. Um, I know we're trying to wrap up on time, but, uh, wh- like where'd it start? Like, what's your mission? Like tell, tell the people a little bit about it. Maybe, you know, go f- where to, where's the best place to go follow.
0: Yeah dude, so you can check us out. You can check me out, J underscore Kong Valley on Instagram, or you can check out Kong Valley, Kong Valley underscore collective. Um honestly our mission, dude, we just want to encourage people from all walks of life to get outside and enjoy it and share their experience. I mean it's as simple as that. I don't believe that there's such thing as like I'm better than you because I hunt whitetail, or I'm better than you because I hike or I'm mm-hmm hey, guys, we all love being outside. Let's share that. Let's share how that experience morphed us into the people we are today. And essentially, long story short, that is Kong Valley. It's a movement of people that are sick of seeing the normal, right? It's a movement of people that care to pass this on to their kids. I got guys from, and girls from across the country, man. They, I got whitetail hunters. I got meal deer killers. Dude, I got gator slayers. I got <laughs> bass, fish, like, and honestly, the reason we got these ambassadors, we got this team, is because every single one of those people lives and breathes what they talk about, and that's it.
1: Dude, I want to give you, you know? uh, props because how long ago did you start that? A year, right out of year. I was gonna say, dude, you've you've grown it's that over a year, now. grown that really yep. well, and it's it's taken off. So, congrats! Uh, I know that's super hard to grow an audience. So, uh, go check out. What is Instagram the best place just to start from there? Yeah, like... yeah, yeah.
0: For now, yeah, that's, that's cool. the best place, man.
1: So go check out the Instagram. We'll put a link in the show notes, dude. Jonathan, thank you so much for jumping on. Crazy story. Congrats on like the success, the grinding it out, uh, dude. You got pretty level head on your shoulders, and like I think you're picking it up pretty quick. So I, th- I think you would be a great elk hunter, or are a great elk hunter for that matter. Uh, so, dude, congrats. I mean, pretty epic.
0: I- really appreciate that dude really do and i appreciate you having me on the show man
1: all right buddy we'll take care and uh we'll talk soon
0: sounds good man